Only in Jeff Styles America. This is a special announcement. Let me get a little drum roll over there. Special announcement. Only in Jeff Styles America. And welcome back to Jeff Styles America. JeffStylesAmerica.com. Actually, it will be only in Jeff Styles America because the things that happened to me apparently only happened to me and uh, possibly Forrest Gump. Uh, we haven't actually done a head-to-head comparison yet. Uh, but glad to have you back. And uh, one of the things that um, my longtime radio listeners have been asking me since I've been doing these podcasts is, you know, what the hell are you doing? And uh, I really don't have an answer for that. The, the second thing that they ask is, why aren't you doing interviews? Because you were actually pretty decent, even though we hate your political opinions, we don't agree with you on anything. You were pretty good at doing interviews. And the answer to that is I, I just haven't had my act together at all, and I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm still stumbling through this thing. But my first interview, actually, for the podcast is today with my friend Tim Kelly. And, uh, Tim, very glad to have you here, sir. Glad to be here. Now, for those out there who are listening in the, uh, the hinterlands outside of the Chattanooga area, I uh, don't know. Your name is synonymous with a particular... Only in Jeff Styles America. Real quick, a little autobiographical statement, if you would. Uh, well, um, grew up in the car business. Uh, currently the dealer principal and owner at Kelly Subaru, also at Southern Honda Power Sports. Uh, my family, of course, was in the car business here going back to the 1930s. And, uh, you know, we had Cadillac for a long time. There are people that still they had to get back and crank the cars up. Exactly. <laughs> All that. We've got pictures of... Uh, FDR's limo in our service department when he was here to open wow. the uh, the dam know, the dam yeah that's so. huge we go back a ways that's huge yeah you need to get those into uh, Sam Hall's hands you're right uh, those yeah. big negatives you know yep. that do deep zoom Chattanooga uh, yep. now now Tim also is um, and the reason he's here today is that he has been an essential backer and supporter of the Chattanooga Football Club CFC which has been to say it's phenomenally successful would actually be undercutting it. Um, soccer, the fastest growing sport in America, which I've heard since 1977. Right. And, uh, I didn't play. My kids did. I actually even coached a soccer team, not knowing anything about the sport. <laughs> it wasn't that hard. Just kick it. And, uh, yeah. but, 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 but you, you guys have had a tremendous amount of success in this town and you have recently had some, I guess, competition move in. Yes. Yes, we have. Um, and those two things are not unrelated. Yes. Uh, I think that's, uh, that's why I jumped at the chance to come talk to you today because it is, uh, a, you know, locally, it's a difficult thing to explain to people because uh, they just sort of say, what is this about, right? Chattanooga is probably not big enough. Uh, the easiest way we explain it to people is you think Chattanooga is big enough to support two double uh, A baseball teams? Well, you know, people will go, no, no. Uh, it's probably not, right? So uh, this is about more than just, um, you know, Chattanooga. This is w- what we've done, frankly, has been extraordinary on a, on a national level. And it's not that extraordinary because we've just run a club really based on uh, the way that soccer works in the rest of the world. Um, American sports, for people who've never kind of stepped outside the paradigm, is pretty screwed up relative, certainly uh, soccer is, compared sure. to the way the rest of the world does it. And so our model is a very uh, grassroots community-based model um, in pretty stark opposition to the franchise model. Which is what has entered the the city. Which is what has entered the city. And so the franchise model wants to just, you know, pick up where we left off. And it's, it's, I would, if, if, I don't know where, you know, you guys are out there listening, but, uh, you know, you see these different convenience stores and they have different names everywhere you go. 
and uh, there will be one that will be, you know, at a particular corner. And that corner has gotten more and more popular because people have moved in and they've done developments out there. So now it's become fairly profitable. Mm-hmm. So what does, you know, the the competition do? They put a bigger, fancier one right across the street right. and try to steal the audience. And then you end up with a hulk of a building and, uh, you know, probably a condom shop or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So uh, it's well, not Well, competition really generally is a good thing. I mean, that, I'm, not, I'm not against that, but it's uh, – you know, the easiest way we've explained it to people, I sort of go through this little routine. Well, in fact, I'll do it with you right now. Please How do about that. People may find that entertaining. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. What's your favorite restaurant? Uh, gosh, I'll just say Applebee's. Uh, we'll see. That I, would be the, that would be a lie. But I, I'm just I just well, that would it, be, it starts with a. You know? That would be the wrong answer, yeah. Jeff. Because well, here's the point. Okay, so Aretha Frankenstein. Fair enough. Okay, so so Aretha's. We'll go with Aretha's because Applebee's is actually on the other end of this analogy yes. that I use a lot. Right. If there could only be one coffee shop or breakfast place in uh, Chattanooga, uh, and it was. Aretha's, uh, then, you know, let's say, and don't get me wrong, I'm a big fan of the Waffle House, but if Waffle House came in to Aretha's and said, hey, you need to become a Waffle House, um, Jeff Breakbill would probably say, uh, screw you. Screw you. Why Why would I do that and pay you a $100,000 franchise fee and pay you, you know, 5% of everything I'm I make every fine. month? Yeah. I'm doing fine. Uh, and and if, if that were, you know, if you took that and multiplied it across the country, that would be a big problem for the Waffle House, right? Sure. They wouldn't sell many franchises. Well, that's exactly what's going on here. Like our our model is a local model, um, and we have you know we've inspired or directly helped set up uh, Detroit City, um, Little Rock, Asheville, um, Greenville, a lot of other Y'all cities. Y'all become a template. We have. For, uh, for other mid sized or even larger cities. We have who and still haven't made that leap yet. And the USL, and again, I've, I'm, I look very closely at the USL. I'm, I've got to be careful because I signed an NDA that I'm still governed by, ironically. But um, but let's just say that um, we we don't find that model attractive, and and we told them that and. So if our model grows, then it's at their expense. And, and because why would you pay franchise fees if you don't have to, right? And, and so they're trying to kill the baby in the crib is what it amounts to. And, I, I, and I, I, Let me just real quick jump in and just say this. As somebody, again, who didn't really understand soccer, and uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of difference, to be frank, when you go to a game, you are caught up, you're swept up right. in, in the, 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 the feel of it and in the emotion of it. I've talked in the past, you know, my famous three things you had to see live to understand, NASCAR, hockey, and the Grateful Dead. You don't understand why they're popular that's right. until yeah. you see it live. I would add and, the and, and soccer that. Is, yep. is definitely yep. there. And, um, and, you know, we've gone and, and sat there, and we're talking about, you know, five 6,000 people in the stadium on, on a, a regular night where our own, you know, hometown football team that the stadium was built for could not have attracted for years. I mean, they were lucky to get 1,300. Yeah. Now, it kind of began an entire snowball effect. I think the soccer you know, team and its fans and its uh, Chattahooligans, right. the, the hooligan crowd, right. um, they, they, they sort of, it kind of transferred over, and it started a fire. So people started going to the stadium uh, for the football games. Right. And, and I think it has really just uh, it, it's lit a fuse. I, well, I'd like to think so. You know, yeah. and the, the, we say all the time, in fact, a couple of the – the Chattahooligans are our supporters group, and a, and a couple of the main guys were not soccer fans. I mean, that's the most telling thing to me. They weren't soccer fans before uh, they started coming. They were just 
fans of Chattanooga, I guess, right? Sure. And so, uh, you know, Chattanooga's got a strong sense of place, and the soccer was just a conduit for their enthusiasm. Sure. And, and, Gave uh, them something to do and a reason to drink beer yeah, and scream. Well, yes. that's, that's exactly right. And then, and then it's not that they don't love soccer. Now they love soccer, right? And they, but, but it, there is, and the stadium environment's part of it, right? Back in the early days, and this is to some extent, we've had our, we've had our battles with Finley because in the early days, Frank Burke just kind of pitches the keys and said, don't burn it down. And uh, so we, we got to design that whole environment the way we I wanted to do it. I was the recipient of that exact same yeah. <laughs> yeah. action. Frank Burke, the owner of the uh, the, the minor league team here in town, the channel of the Lookouts. Excellent. And uh, yeah. absolutely yeah. just incredible man. And uh, he is uh, now, I guess, departed from the world of baseball. Yeah. But he, he said many, many, many times over, he is in the business of selling hot dogs right. and concessions. And you have to have a reason to get people out there. Finley is the stadium that we were talking about that was built away from the university over on the south side um, in an early attempt to revive the south side that didn't really quite take. But now the south side is booming. I don't even recognize it anymore. I, I mean, lived there for look, years. It's been a huge transformation. And, and again, in the early days, I'd like to say, we can't, I certainly can't take credit for for all of it, but we definitely put Finley from red ink to black ink because we, yes. we we became a revenue engine uh, in the summertime when when the stadium was otherwise sitting empty. And but but again, we wrote our own ticket early on. We designed the 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 ticket scheme. Uh, we were the first people to sell beer there. We did our own concessions. We brought in food trucks, and slowly and again, I'm, I have to wear both hats because I'm now on the board at Finley. But Finley began to sort of wake up and go, hey, wait a minute. You know, there, there's money to be made here. Sure. And, which, very frankly, Finley needed the money, right? Finley, and, Finley was, at the time, falling apart, decrepit, did not have money in the bank to really do needed improvements, was a, a, literally a ward of the state. You know, the, the, you know, the city and the county had to put in money to fill their the operational deficit. The pavilion across the street yeah. was actually much more profitable yeah. and popular. I, me- I remember when they built it. I mean, there was the fear that it was going to become this big white elephant. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and we said it, you'd have to have at least two major events every month there. And we right. were thinking concerts, yeah. which most people do. Yep. Um, but, I mean, just something that's going to put butts in the seats. Yeah. And they didn't do that for at least a decade. No, and they still probably could do more. But um, but the fact of the matter is the last 10 years have been a steady, a, you know, a steady improvement both in the neighborhood and, and our attendance. And so, um, but at the same time, Finley has kind of pulled back more and more revenue from the club, you know, because we haven't, we don't really have an alternative as to places to play. So there's that that dynamic tension and and so uh the future will be interesting let's right. put it that way slight pause parker um i'm about to ask a generic question about cfc and then we're going to go into an area we'll pause again and I'll, I'll give you another heads up where we may edit it out depending on the way things happen but we're going to start talking about some stuff that probably shouldn't be released until uh, at least the first of the month maybe later so just just be mindful all right we'll go back and just say um all right, CFC, Chattanooga Football Club, um, a snapshot, a Polaroid, if you would. Mm-hmm. And for the kids out there, the, that was an old, they had these things called land cameras, and they would snap it, and they would send out this thing, and you would shake it, shake it, shake it like a Polaroid picture, exactly. which really didn't make it develop any faster, no. but it made for a great course for a tune. And, um, and it, it doesn't exist anymore, but a snapshot of the success, record, money, whatever you can actually describe comfortably. Um, I would say attendance. Like we, we've led the nation 
Um, and think about it. I mean, this is a big, big, big country. We've led the country in attendance. With big cities. With big cities. With we've big led population. The, uh, yeah, we've, so we've led the nation in attendance, on average attendance, in our league every year for 10 years, you know. So, uh, and that's a, and we've set the record for the, I mean, at the time we were, um, and still technically are amateur, uh, the largest attendance ever for an amateur soccer match was this 18,000 and change against the New York Jeez, Cosmos B-side. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a full state full, full is supposed to be 22 20, yeah. or 21 or whatever. And so, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's essentially, yeah. you've got maybe a little, uh, you know, room next to you. That's very, about it. very proud of that. And so again, I think, uh, uh, the folks, uh, the, the new guy from Utah coming in sees that as a, a potential, um, you know, is this being a great, a great market for soccer. And so, you know, again, we're, we're not happy about it as, 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 as a lot of, uh, our, one of our board members said, it would be like somebody kind of showing up at your house and going, Hey pal, uh, I'm here to sleep with your wife and, uh, uh, you know, eat your groceries. You, you can stay in the spare bedroom, but, uh, I'll take it from here. You know, I've and, actually had friends try that. Uh, yeah. Um, it doesn't work yeah, out so it, well. It, it, yeah. it didn't, you know, yeah, we I, have no intention. I thought, of hey, what a bad idea. idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, all right. So, so can we, I don't want to give publicity to the enemy as it were. I don't know any of these people. I haven't met any of these people. I have no idea what kind of hearts and heads they have, but I mean, it just seems to me like yeah, a very squirrely, um, and, and sort of conniving plot to just go in and take somebody's success away from them. Right. And um, I would think that the local crowd would probably not go for it. I don't want, I don't want to give them PR, but can, can we name names? Does it? Is yeah, it, no, yeah. we can name names. It's all public. I mean, in fact, the, one of the most frustrating things to our point is the, the court of public opinion seems to be very squarely on our side. But good old times free press is, is uh, I think, because they've hired uh, Waterhouse Public Relations. And that's unfortunately the way that journalism works these days is it's, it's driven by press releases. And it's like, oh, look, oh, trust me, here's a press release. We'll <laughs> just use this rather than actually paying a reporter to go write a story. Yes. You know? Or so asking that's, hard questions. So they, they've been in the paper in, a, in a, a relentless way. And there's something really insidious uh, still in this day and age. And sort of validating about, well, it was in the paper, so it must be legitimate and true. But uh, so, you know, it's we're up against that. Um, and uh, it, but, you know, it's this it really is a story about localism versus, you know, franchiseism for the, lack the, of a better word. The power word. of an official statement can uh, yeah. can do remarkable things. And yeah. if you go back and listen to my first podcast, the whole reason I'm doing this, you can see exactly uh, yeah, where right. I'm coming from. Yeah. Um, and it, it's true. And, and it's like, this is what they have to go with. And, uh, you know, if the paper acquiesces in a town, you know, our size, then you can guarantee that the TV stations certainly are going to put one one hundredth of the effort into a no, story not. that they normally do. So they're going to go with whatever they're handed. So at so, this point now, it looks like a competition uh, we're going to have yeah. two soccer teams in town, right. one currently professional, one currently amateur, but that could be changing. That could be changing, right? So if this is on the other side of the of the break, I mean, I can't announce it until it's official, but we are um, going to become professional. So uh, and, and so we'll have two teams basically playing at Finley, you know, cheek by jowl on different dates, and presumably we'll play each other at some point. Seems and, terribly uncomfortable. Well, it will be. It's you know, like I the mean, Crips uh, and the Bloods going to the same be. keg party. Well, to be fair, there's one other very famous soccer city in the world that does this, and that's Milan. So huh. in, in Italy, Milan, they play Inter Milan, and uh, um, and um, um, gosh, <laughs> just blank the other the, one. Yeah, the other one. Uh, it's terrible. It's too, too early in the morning. The Italians. But they, yeah, they play in San Siro. They play in the same place and sort of alternate back and forth. And so it, uh, 
Um, it, it, it has happened, but it'll, yeah, it'll be a very interesting natural experiment. Would, was the, was CFC heading in that direction already? Did this just push them? No, yeah, no, we were already heading that direction. That was the irony of this. There's this whole sort of subplot, which I'd really rather not get into about our former, former general manager, uh, who jumped ship, um, in the dead of night at the last minute and was part of all these discussions and essentially was, uh, lured away with, you know, the oldest, uh, and most reliable lure in the book, money, the, and uh, the soft sound of hundred dollar yeah, bills at the table. Yes, and uh, but they knew exactly what they were doing. And uh, again, we'll be fine. We are fine. Uh, we are in many ways. We it couldn't be turning out any better for us because it's going to be a very stark contrast between our model, which is very much uh, local, um, community based, grassroots. I mean, our our, our slogan Passionate. for this period is built, not bought. Because that's exactly that describes Ooh. it exactly. Did you, did you come up with that? I did not. I wish I had. I, I wish I could say, take credit. Did you have for a it. public relations firm? No, it no. was. <laughs> we, we actually we were in a big, you know, sort of uh, you know war room meeting uh, the week after all this announcement. We had a lot of good heads around the table, and uh, actually, it was Sheldon Grizzle, our interim general manager, who volunteered that. But he said he was honest. He said I didn't come up with it. He'd heard it somewhere else. But it, it really does fit the situation. It works. It works very well. And and you know, look, they're going with the. And again, this is all public record. I mean, they're going with a very conventional American sports franchise model with a, a tiered pricing structure and probably a fuzzy mascot. And they haven't oh, sure. announced. They're like two weeks late announcing their name, but the the name will probably be something predictable um that sounds like a double a baseball team and you know yeah. and that's not us and it never has been us and so the assassins have something like the, that uh, the, the, the skulking the, uh intruders the judas you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, judas priest yeah right <laughs> i think that's I, been taken i don't yeah, know yeah who knows but but uh look we like our chances and we're gonna play it out what's the timetable when when do we actually see um an announcement uh, about the progression of the local team CFC and uh, where this cheek to jowl, you know, so sharing of the state early of to mid October, um, we'll talk about uh, the uh, professional, uh, the, our move to the professional ranks, um, and if we're, uh, you know, talking about that, I think the teams that we'll be announcing that we that we're playing against are are much more impressive than the teams that the that the uh, that the D three the new USLD three people are going to be playing against uh, be, it'll be it'll be at a much higher level ironically than uh, than what they're doing um, and uh, and then shortly thereafter if we're talking now for publication sure. sort of in October if you're hearing this before October turn the radio off <laughs> uh, it's, it's my fault yeah uh, because we could get in big trouble with uh, the, but but we're we're in the process of um, uh, configuring a crowdfunded raise. Um, this is another podcast, really, f- with through WeFunder to give fans the chance to buy uh, shares in the club. So, this is like Green Bay Packers subscribers well, to a, a podcast. It's just like the Green Bay Packers, yes. right? So, the, the Green Bay Packers, the fans on the team. This will be the same thing. Um, and the Cheeseheads have a stake in the in the game. They do, and and in this case, our fans will as well, and they'll be able to vote for a. Uh, a director from their share class, so they'll elect a, a board, uh, a director for the board of directors. Uh, they'll have the ability to, you know, uh, vote on any change in team colors, team name, any important thing. They'll elect the Hall of Fame for the team, um, and um, you know, uh, it'll be. It's not some kind of membership model or some hokey pokey thing. Uh, the changes in the in securities laws that happened in late 2016 allow us to actually sell stock in the team. 
uh, and will be conv- converting to a benefit corp at the same time, which is uh, how intriguing. Which is uh, which is interesting and entirely appropriate. About paradigm shift. Oh, totally. And that's that's what we're and we hope this serves as a paradigm as a as a template and a paradigm for other teams around the country because the the contrast couldn't be sharper, right? The other team is owned by an outside investor from Utah who has no local investors and no intention of giving anybody else a piece but of the pie. But saw an opportunity and is, saw dollar signs. Yeah, and is and there to make in. money solely only. We are going to convert to a benefit corp, which means we have a dual purpose. We can return money to shareholders, but we have a, a cultural and social purpose as well, right? And one of those is to make tickets affordable so that people from all walks of life sure. can continue to come and come together as Chattanoogans in our stadium. Yeah, you definitely don't want to see it uh, right uh, escalate to a, some sort of a price war or something like that. No, I mean, I mean, I that's, mean, I mean, I mean let's, we will average, be the more affordable option. Yeah, the average yeah. Joe six-pack out there cannot afford a ticket to go see – a baseball game That's anymore. It, right. and, um, well, we uh, will be the more affordable option, and p- partially because we're not going to have to pay a half-million-dollar franchise fee and another $100,000 sure. in you know, uh, fees for broadcast and fees for this and fees for that. We're, we, we will be completely self-determined. You are, Tim Kelly, my guest, and um, again, Kelly Subaru and, and, uh, and Power Sports here in town, and uh, his family is synonymous with uh, the auto dealing in this area and, and, and good, honest auto dealing, too. And but also you you've been kind of affiliated in, in the the face and the voice for the the soccer movement here and the success of it for some time. Who are your comrades? Who are your 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 brothers in arms? Because I I don't know other than one name you've already mentioned. Yep. Um. So so it was that all the co-founders are with the exception of the one fella are still. On the board, and they are in no particular order. Krubrock, who's now the is still a board member, but also the uh, the board chairman of the CFC Foundation, which does a lot of great social work in the community. His brother Marshall Brock, um, Paul Rustand, who's our our brand director, and really, you know, we get a lot of good kudos for our for our branding. I think it's a crucial part of why we've been able to do what we've been able to do. And he has a company called Widgets and Stone here that does design in Chattanooga. Uh, Thomas Clark who was actually the guy with the original idea who played on a team in this league in Birmingham and came up here and called a crew and another board member, Daryl Heald, um, who, uh, uh, who, who actually wrote the first check to get things off the ground. That's important. Uh, yeah, it was hugely important. And then Sheldon Grizzle, um, who played the first year on the first team, uh, played soccer at Covenant and, um, was, uh, and is now our, our interim general manager. The um, I asked to come up with just a sort of a a picture that I can paint um, from my own experience. I didn't really play soccer, but uh, the producer of this show, um, my buddy over here, who has helped me through this podcasting experiment, uh, remembers well when we had a charity football game at the talk radio stations, yes. and actually did it two years in a row. And um, our sport talk guys in the afternoon. We're talking smack, and the morning guys decided we would challenge them to a, a football game. And I uh, imagine Clint could probably uh, carry a football fairly ably. Carry me or a, if or he a had rugby to. Uh, he's, he's, yeah. a stout, he's a stout man. Yeah. I, I pro- but you know, actually, I recruited uh, a bunch of the guys from the local Ultimate Disc, Ultimate Frisbee. I bet Clint um, had a good and, laugh at that. And you know what? And the thing is, <laughs> is it? And the, they they were almost all the standout players in Ultimate, which Howard Cosell called the the best amateur sport ever invented and it really has blown up oh yeah i mean we couldn't even get seven people on you know each side to play a game and now they've got you know leagues that go through my college alma mater 
Columbia University had one of the earliest and most prolific um, ultimate leagues teams in the, in the country. All, that was late eighties. All of the standout players, though, were former soccer players. Oh, yeah, they had sure. played in high school and college, yeah. and so basically, what we had is they had these big bruisers and people who had played, you know, college football or something like this. But you know, it, it, you couldn't block them. You couldn't get around them. Yeah. Um, there were there was a, a couple of guys out there that still had some athletic skills, but we had these people that were fast. And they, they didn't get winded. Yeah. And so by the third quarter, it was over. And wow. um, it, it's, it really is it's an intriguing thing to see soccer really begin to take hold. And, yep. it, you know, during, during the World Cup, I think, you know, last year people got us our last go around four years ago. And then here most recently, what was the guy's name that uh, plays for Brazil and also plays for Manchester United? Um, he's, he's, a, he's a Muslim. And, oh, uh, he's, well, he plays for, uh, I think you're talking about Mane. Or maybe uh, uh, Mohamed Salah. He, play, I, he plays for Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. Uh, there you go. There you go. Thank you, yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. I mean, I know you're talking about a very blue-collar town yeah. in England where they already have a massive backlash against the Muslim population. Yeah. But the chant was, if he scores another two, I'll become a Muslim too. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, yeah. that, that's, that's, that's huge. Uh, if you get that kind of mindset in that sort of town, yeah. rooting for a phenomenon, and you have a phenomenon yeah. here. Yeah, you guys are a phenomenon. So it 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 is clearly something that could be very contagious. Yeah, and I think your chances are good of coming out on top. I just I I don't know. Well, it's about community as much as it's about soccer. That's the difference, right? And I'm sure the new team's going to try to kind of mimic uh, what we've done in that regard. They may have some success, and good luck to them if they if they do. But uh, but it's not as easy, you know, you got to walk the walk in order to really be able to talk to talk. And, and, uh, you know, our, our tentacles go out in the community far and wide. You know, we have the CFC foundation, which has three or four different initiatives. We have, uh, the CFC Academy for kids. Um, we've got the women's team, um, uh, we've got uh, um, we've got various initiatives, and the that, recruiting classes. Every young person that's out there, because yeah. it doesn't take anything. Yeah. you don't even have to have a hoop. I've yeah. done a lot of world travel, and uh, the the one thing you see, well, you might be surprised at a couple of things. Volleyball is real big down in Central America and uh, Latin America, and things of that nature. Because again, it's just easy. But all you need is a ball. Yeah, that's you know, right. you just yeah. the, the goal can be two rocks that's that it. are just set apart. All you need is a ball, and kids can practice on their own and they don't have to be massively strong they don't have to be incredibly fast there's there's a place for them out there one of the most successful initiatives we've got is done through the foundation and it's a thing called operation get active and run by peter wilcock who's uh one of our uh, intrepid staffers um peter's actually from england originally but uh, that's all it is right it's just it's just soccer in um in public schools and uh, getting kids out there because obviously we've got an obesity epidemic, and but it does more than that. It's more than just getting them active. I mean, that's the most direct and obvious benefit. But like, how many things can get kids from both genders, all shapes and sizes, and all races and ethnicities, you know, working together and playing together uh, at the same time and laughing and having fun? Not not many. If you you know, if you go to a say, typical I'm playground, people really are really hard about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even even music is of course divided uh, yeah. these days uh, in a way that it never has been before. So. It has yeah. the ability to bring people together in a way, as you mentioned, the Liverpool example, in a way that very, very few other things do. And that's, well, that's what we've always, you know, leveraged. I appreciate you taking the time to come by here. Yeah, I know no that this thing has been uh, gnawing away at your, your time, your life, your career, um, and the family and everything else. I know it, it, it's, it's a battle, but I think it's a battle that you're, uh, you, you've, you're on the right side of, and you've, oh. you've obviously got a, a good battle plan. And I, I think that, uh, 
I wish you good luck, but I, I feel good about your your end of it. Well, side. we do too. I mean, again, if it weren't for uh, the support of our fans and the Chattahoogans in particular, I mean that they're they're everything, right? And and what's going to be really interesting is next year when we go to market, people will vote with their feet. And they'll go to their games or they'll go to our games. They may go to both, but uh, we'll see. It'll be literally a um, – it'll be an economic poll. You, you know? used the the restaurant analogy earlier, and I'm going to use one that even I think most more people could probably relate to, especially small-town dwellers um, like where I'm from and where I live now. And that is, you know, you have a mom-and-pop supermarket that's been there for, you know, decades. Uh, it's in this third generation and here comes Walmart, and Walmart sets up on the edge of town. Right, uh, they don't want to pay, you know, the taxes, and they basically shut down not just the supermarket; they shut down uh, other small convenience stores, service stations, restaurants, uh, clothing, you know, staple item places, and, and I mean, farm stores, yeah, hardware. I mean, it just it all goes away, and you end up with a, a, an empty town square and a big box sitting on the edge of the town that has now become the only place you can get anything. And it hurts my heart to have to go in there and yeah. ever fork out money. Uh, the situation is I pretty much have to well, from time to time. Yeah, and, and th- if that were the situation, I would be more uh, worried. But in this case, again, I think the the misperception a lot of rank-and-file people have is that, like, this is pro soccer that they're bringing here. Like, the MLS, this is the furthest thing from it. To, to use your analogy, uh, they, they are not going to be the Walmart to our, like, little old hardware store. It'll be a very head-to-head sort of thing except that they'll be their prices will be higher they'll have to be higher so uh in which case you know so so, so, so i i like our chances two, a two lot. questions yeah. do you do you actually have a fallback plan for what might end up being head-to-head confrontations between this fan base and that fan base probably a few years down the road yeah but, i mean i've i have been to um you know band battles and uh, drumline battles, and they literally have to cordon off sometimes the fan bases. Yeah, they may have are to. super crazy. Yeah, you go to Argentina to, to a game, they have riot police out there. I hope it doesn't come to that. The Chad Hooligans are, uh, I mean, the name actually, you know, hooliganism has a very negative connotation in the English uh, sense. Uh, the Chattahooligans, ironically, are the nicest people you'd ever hope to meet. I mean, we've had like as long two as you're not incidents in that. 10 years uh, that are. That were, um, and some of which were at the end of the last season because of the way that it ended, and that's another podcast. But uh, uh, the long and short of it is, no, we haven't thought about it, but I, I'm not terribly worried about it because they're really, really nice, well-behaved people. And the, the, the second question, and, and you feel free to not answer this however you want to not answer it. I mean, is there an axe handle ass whooping in it for the guy that stabbed you in the back and fled in the middle of the night and went to the other side? Because I, I, not I might literally, not do it, but I could have it done. No, no, not literally, okay. but but uh, but figuratively, there's some things that um, there's some things about the way that it happened which were highly unethical, possibly illegal, um, and so we're going to address that in due time. Yeah, Tim, thank you for your time. You're welcome. Thank you. Only in Jeff Styles, America. And there's actually going to be another podcast that follows this one very shortly with breaking news about something going on in our city that's very cool with one of the things that everybody is talking about but nobody has all the answers to. It'll have all the pieces to the puzzle, the Riverbend Festival, and the changes, the inevitable changes that were coming and have come 
to Rivermen and what the future is going to be like. Looking forward to future podcasts and future broadcasts. El Jefe signing out. This has been a special announcement.